A diamond has long been a symbol of commitment, love, and trust. Isn't it time the diamond industry showed us the same values behind the scenes? Clean Origin is leading the engagement ring industry toward a brighter future, designing elegant lab-grown diamond fine jewelry that never compromises our values. A brand that doesn't just talk the talk, but one that was founded to make a difference, to offer a more environmentally friendly, conflict-free, and price-accessible choice without any compromises on quality. Lab diamonds are grown in a lab using cutting-edge technology that replicates the process of natural diamonds. A lab-grown diamond is chemically, physically, and visually identical to a mined diamond without the adverse effects of traditional diamond mining. And for a price of up to 10 times less, we don't know why you'd choose anything else. You know, I'm a Sag. I'm always going to say bigger is better. And with these prices, three carats is the new one carat, baby. Go big. Honestly, five carats is the new three carats if you really want to go there. You all know that we know a thing or two about engagement rings. And these clean origin rings are simply stunning, classic designs, and for a fraction of the price. From the color of your metal to the center stone and setting, you'll be able to customize every aspect of this very important lifetime piece of jewelry. Whether you're looking for an engagement ring or tennis bracelet or diamond stud earrings, Clean Origin has beautiful diamond jewelry that you'll be wearing forever. You can use code What's Your Sign for $100 off all orders over $1,000. That's $100 off all orders over $1,000. Go to cleanorigin.com and use our code What's Your Sign at checkout for $100 off of your order of $1,000 or more. Use our promo code What's Your Sign, all spelled out. Check out Clean Origin today. Hello, signers. Welcome to this week's episode. But before we get into it, we've got them. You gave them their <laughs> reviews, baby. Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you, mama. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, mama. Thank you, oh, mama. Love, love it so much. Uh, if you aren't aware, if this is the first time you're listening to the podcast, uh, if you leave us a five-star review, we will read it in the intro. You can say whatever you want. It doesn't have to be a good review. It cannot be uh, racist, sexist, ableist, any ish. Shitty, basically. Uh, <laughs> shitty, shit, harmful. Har- no harmful yes, messages. No harm. No harm. But you are welcome to drag our asses. Yeah, you can. Uh, we will read it as yeah. long as it's five stars. Uh, so without further ado, here are some new reviews. Uh, this first one comes from Indecisive or Considered. Uh, this is in Australia and it's entitled The Astrofix You Can't Get Anywhere Else. Ooh. Hi, this podcast brings me much light and entertainment and is the ultimate feel-good astrofix for any mood. Your chemistry is infectious, and I'm so grateful for all that you do. I have a question. I'm a Libra sun, Mercury and Venus, Pisces moon, and Aquarius rising. I have Mars in my seventh house. Does this mean I'm doomed to have an argumentative relationships and perpetual conflict in my partnerships? Low-key stressed out this Libra. Um, Whoa. Okay. Thank I- you for your review. Uh, totally understand why it low-key stressed you out. And I'd also beg to say probably high-key stressed you out. <laughs> also, wait, what is Mars? Do we not get the Mars... Mars is in the seventh house. But if she's what? an Aquarius rising, I'm guessing that's probably Leo. Leo. Okay, but so this is this is so random. But I was watching Indian matchmaking, and they have tons of astrologers, um, all the Vedic astrologers in India, and they were talking about in this article because I was reading about it afterwards. 
that Mars and the seventh house people, these big time matchmaking astrologers said that Mars and the seventh house people, specifically this, I didn't see them talk about any other specific, but they were saying like, and when they're matching, they must match another Mars with the seventh house. Like you must then be partnered with the Mars in the seventh house. Again, are there must? Do we have free will? Of course. But I thought that was really interesting of just that drive for that relationship. And if you can meet someone that also matches that drive, that's just so like, that's just mm-hmm. groundbreaking. That's like such built like building. Um, and I don't think it's argumentative. I think you just have these clear Marsy goals that you would want for your partnerships, whether that's romantic business, you know, all these things, these contractual things. Yeah. And if someone doesn't give a shit, then it's like, this sucks. <laughs> like extra sucks. Yeah. Absolutely. I think I think for sure that there's no doom. <laughs> so mm-hmm. yes. I think, you know, if yep. if you some people like conflict in their partnerships. Like if you like that, like lean into it. I mean, don't not tell your partner. Like you have to tell them like sometimes I like getting dramatic or whatever and mm-hmm. sometimes I like to duke it out. Some people like that. Some people don't like it all nice and fishy easy all the time, but you know, you're Libra sun. So you probably are, are like you said, stressed out, like scared of it. So I don't know, allow yourself to have the conflict when it's necessary. Mm-hmm. I don't think it means, yeah, I agree with Lisa. No, there is no such thing as doomed because we do have free will and all of these things. Um, but yeah, and there's I other think, people who've had relationships with your combo yeah. before. Like it's not, you know, it's not. De- we don't have. We're not that it, destined. You know what I mean? <laughs> it doesn't even mean conflict or or argumentative at all. I think it just means you care about relationships. You mm-hmm. are driven by relationships in any form. That partnerships. That doesn't necessarily even mean romantic, but it just means that you care about partnerships. Mm-hmm. And so, when do, arguments happen, when you care. If you don't care, you don't argue about things you don't do with things so does that mean you're doomed to have them well yeah because you care about it you're gonna fight for your thing you are gonna Mm -hmm. you're gonna fight for relationships you're gonna fight to have them be good to have them be great so that's not a that's it just means that you care and what all of the things that come with caring it's probably surprising too with that aquarius rising i would think which is normally i think is seen as such like a maybe cool like I mean I care about my group but it's always it's that fixed air me first and you have so much sharing you have like this Libra balance this Pisces loving energy um and then a seventh house Mars so I think maybe it might surprise people how much you do care because there's just so much behind your rising that is like so invested and so personal so um yeah I guess like do you like that's all you can do if you need that like love support and understand like deep connection understanding like hell yeah otherwise if you're not getting what you want it's gonna cause fights and you should get what you want yes i'm telling libra to be selfish are you guys (laughs) up to the task (laughs) hell yeah um this next review and thank you for the review i see you can get questions in there this is such a good use of review uh love it you just have to bribe us with five stars we're very clear about it's that. very easy it's... we don't we don't boundary that we're like yep yeah. you got a cue let's go in as long as not a full chart reading but um a cue why not so this is from australia as well thanks australia from boris mama and big love from australia is the subject First things first, I love this podcast so much and have recommended it to so many people. My God, thank you. Hosts, hosts, these three are all so funny and unique. They each bring their own flavor, interesting angle slash knowledge and humor to this pod. Chemistry is massively make or break for podcasts and these chicks complement each other so well and TBH have truly been the best company for a lonely cancer, I'm assuming this is cancer son, 
Aquarius moon, Pisces rising, living far away from all of her girlfriends. Um, content. I like this is broken up in like a bullet point, like dash. Content. <laughs> Controversial comedy approach to astrology, which makes it easy and fun to learn a, a discipline that is highly complex. The pop culture references and anecdotal example break, break concepts down in a hilarious, digestible way. But there's also layers of wisdom and intellectual, thought-provoking discussion delivered in an inclusive, accessible, and culturally relevant format that these ladies should be commended for. Um, Jesus, we're putting oh the, we're putting this in our future website. <laughs> like that's a that's a glowing review. Love you guys a lot, and sincere thanks for, and sincere thanks for making 2020 a better place. XOX. Aww. Okay, thank you, thank you so much, Boris Mama. That was. Really, thank you, I, Mama. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Boris, Mama. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Aww, that was good. Thank you so much. Uh, your next review comes from Femi underscore Vision, and it's in the good old. I don't know if we even say that anymore. U.S. of A. Uh, <laughs> uh, we do, we don't. Yeah, I don't think we did, actually. The good old. Um, um, The review is uh, Libra emoji, Scorpio emoji, Pisces emoji. You gals are so dreamy. And it starts. This podcast has deepened my understanding of my own chart and astrology as a whole. I love how your personalities weave together and cover so many ideas in each episode heart emoji. This pod is so relaxing and relatable, too. It has brightened many days at my work desk and kept me laughing and learning through many commutes. My question for you is, if you could change one placement in your chart, what would it be? I think I'd change my Libra Mars to Leo or Scorpio, but I love being diplomatic, so maybe maybe not <laughs> laughing while crying emoji. <laughs> Much love to you, cuties. Thanks for this A-plus astro content. Wow. See, oh, love, yeah. a, love a prompt. You know love a prompt. I know. Uh, <laughs> if you could change one placement, what would it be and why? Man, I don't know. Let me think I... about that. I mean, I'm I'm just so used to them now that it feels wrong. Like I'll tell you, I'll tell you. What okay, mine what is. would you? What would you? I'm gonna change my Pluto to make me younger. Whoa! <laughs> yes. So yes. I'm gonna yes. be eternal. Whoa! I'm gonna be yes. Pluto in like something Aries. Aries? Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Change. I think I would change my Saturn. It feels like the only one that um, wow. doesn't feel like as foundational or whatever. I don't. It, or it feels like the one that would be like, yeah, I'll take a break. I'll take a little. Mm. I'll take that little break there. Um, I'll keep. I'll keep the other ones because I do even the harder ones. I don't know. I just want a little. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But I also love this Pluto answer. I, I think I'm going. Personal, more smaller, closer change. I think I would move, and also I'm I've I have this in whole sign, but not in Placid. So I think I would move my Cancer Mars to the first house in Placid. Like, you know, twelve house Mars is hard, and it's made me who I am. But also, I'm I'm hurt, I'm traumatized, <laughs> I'm uh, I could cry at any moment, and it's fine. I mean, I already have the Cancer, so I, I would I would try it out in the first, like on a permanent level. Um, and then on a bigger scale, I think I would like to, and I don't know which way I would go on this, I would love to have my Neptune and Uranus not fucking, conjo- like, I'm just like, I just feel like they're, we're of that generation where they're all paired up, 
And I just feel like everything is like you learn about Neptune is like then undone with Uranus. It's kind of like, like annoying to me. So I don't know. Maybe I'd change Uranus to like I'd move it away. I would separate. I would unconjunct on same sign my Neptune Uranus and not really picky sure. on where that would go. Wow. Okay. Wow. Great Big, question. Yeah. Great that was cue. Great cue. Shocking. Love it. Shocking Thank you so you. much. Uh, this next review comes from Intersectionality and Astrology, and it is entitled, Yo! Love it. Uh, it says, you three are just amazing. I feel like I'm a baby astro love child of all of you combined. <laughs> I'm Whoa. a Sag rising, Taurus sun, and Cancer moon. I feel so seen. I love that. You are. Wow, That's yeah. Perfect. Uh, I felt especially called to leave a review because of your recent episode with Black Women Cry. Big ups to bringing intersectionality to the astrology conversation. Thank you. More Black, Latinx, or women of color guests, please. Also, I love it when you talk about sex and astrology. Fire emoji. It's my absolute favorite. Um, I'm an actress, writer, and artist, and always create a chart for my characters and sculptures. That's so cool. That's awesome. Uh, you Whoa. have spoken to the modern astrology feminist artist and activist in me. Thank you for all you do. Don't ever stop this pod. Much love at Roxanne Morrison. That is so cool, Roxanne. I love this idea of the charts awesome. for the character. I would love, I love that as like actor work too. That's such cool. a fun, like, I love it. I love hey. it. At, Ro- at Roxanne Morrison. How or is this like all one word? Is this under? Yes. Sorry. This is all one word. R-O-X-A-N-N-E-M-O-R-R-I-S-O-N. Morrison. Get it. Thank you. Rocks. <laughs> give her, give her, give her a look. Let's see these sculptures. Yeah. That's exciting. And, 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 and also. And noted, yes. noted on guests. I'm glad. Six. God, we got to get six back on. That was a fun. That was a fun ass, yeah. long ass chat. Right. I love it. Okay. This is from Swill Swills. Swill Swills. <laughs> From the U.S. Good old U.S. Love W.I.S. Okay. Taurus, Sun, Cancer, Moon, Leo Rising here. And thank you so much for this damned gift of a pod. As a Taurus who has significant SAG friend energy constantly, consistently throughout my life, this pod immediately felt like home. I love the dynamic of these three and their Mercury placements. Actually, the Mercury app was the second one I listened to because I needed to confirm suspicions of Stevie's gem Merc. LOL. Also love hearing you ladies speak truth to power and using your platform to inform, inspire, and educate other aspiring allies. For as long as I've been into astrology, houses still elude me in some context. Like the Intercepted Houses app was way over my head. Embarrassing. A Houses 101 app would be amazing if the DJ is taking requests. Uh, and we, this is before we, I think we started the house by house, but I think like, you know what? Intercepted houses is still over my head. I think Julie and Lisa are really good at like deciphering them and getting meaning. So maybe, maybe we can revisit just for literally for my sake and for your sake. And on like, as we burst through these houses, um, we're always going to come back to stuff like that. Any older episodes, even the Mercury app, we're going to go through the planets again. Like we're never, you're never done. We always gain new info and especially this is why I love working with this pod is because it's like just a different Sag opinion or a different Taurus opinion just like colors the whole picture of what you're interpreting so uh thanks Will Swills yeah I think intercepted houses are hard too um your next review comes from Ooh Betty and it's titled (laughs) best astropod ever (laughs) Absolutely in love with these women and their dynamic. The info given in this pod is so easy to digest and understand, yet also valuable, informative, 
and never watered down. Scorpio Sun, Virgo Moon, Sag rising here to praise these queens for not only the free astral content they provide, support them on Patreon if possible, but also for their activism and support for vulnerable communities. Thank you, Ubedi. <laughs> Ubedi. Thank you. Ubedi. Thank you. We appreciate you. Thank you, Mama. These are so nice. Thank you all for writing your reviews. Um, if you haven't, uh, consider it. It really helps us out it helps people find the podcast and also it just really makes us feel good and um we appreciate it very much if you've already written a review thank you thank you thank you we never get tired of of reading these nice things and it means so much to us to hear uh that you like the podcast because sometimes you don't know i know we've been doing it for a while but you are always just kind of talking to each other and and you put it out and you don't know how it's going to be received so to to hear that we are uh, achieving the receiving goal that we have set out to to do it it is always uh, appreciated. So thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, and thank you for listening past this. Now enjoy the episode. Welcome to What's Your Sign. I'm Julia Loken. I'm Stevie Anderson. And I'm everything from gambling to holidays of this podcast. <laughs> oh, I like it. If we took a holiday. Why the book that sa- that's what it says. The fifth house. Hey, I was I seeing a lot it. actually about um, gambling and games. Mm-hmm. You know, well, games and fun and joy. Holidays. And well, I didn't know that. That kind of makes sense. That, I mean. It does make sense. It does like make sense. In house in a way. The original name for this house, the like traditional ancient house, is the House of Good Fortune. Oh. So that makes sense to me for gambling, but also vacations. Because if you were like fortunate enough to get a vacation or like to be able to celebrate a holiday or whatever, like these, you know, I think we forget so much how much time. Um, if we're talking about something like ancient was literally about like how much time you would be alive, like lifespan. Right. Thing. So mm-hmm. even like making it through a year to a celebration t- is very fortunate. Yeah. And also like this, I just saw this news thing pop up this morning, which I feel like was so on brand for the theme for today, which was that E news is no longer like the E's pop cultural like news segments of E are now gonna be retired. That is like, whoa! I know that's mind blowing to me. Dude, I kind of love that. What? As like a really? not okay. This is why because I'm okay. I'm torn because I love I love fucking celebrity, and I do feel like the internet has kind of ruined the the celebrity that i like capital c celebrity that i like which is scorpio style mysterious 
we don't see every they are people that are like uh larger than life and not normal people Mm -hmm. and I feel like the internet has so democratized um how we all put out content like the way we share information that celebrities have have been forced to be like look I'm a normal person and I'm like I don't want that I want I want like no wire hangers. I want to like read a <laughs> memoir later and find out about like th- those things because celebrities are not supposed to be like us. Like it's mm. fantasy and all of that. And I feel like getting rid that quarantine maybe has like oh totally uh, set a reset and maybe we will get back to secret celebrities. Secret celebrities. I think so. I mean, I think uh, the kind of news culture and also paparazzi 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 culture has definitely changed like thinking of the well, odds there's no it's point. like are you kidding me yeah they can there's upload no point if everybody's name. sharing if everybody's already sharing everything then who like there is no need to be a secret uh photographer or whatever like to catch i mean i guess you still can catch people but mm-hmm. i still do it but it's just not as like in demand and also it's like a little more shamed because of how many celebrities were treated like shit when they were actually like just badly at addiction mm-hmm. or like mental health mm-hmm. issues or whatever or it is it will be a really positive thing unless i don't know maybe we can't go back to my like secret celebrity thing because that's when like terrible behavior is allowed and mm-hmm. all of these mm-hmm. kinds of things and we're in like scorpio sad i mean sag pluto um like uh results where it's like everything out in the open and everybody's normal so now we can maybe like destroy a certain Uh, idea about celebrity where it's like because we've also seen how destructive it is having celebrities be the like mouthpiece of society totally yeah i i think that e probably did not do this for this reason but (laughs) absolutely not (laughs) i do i do miss the um taking a really like woke stance it's like we're actually gonna mystify celebrity culture (laughs) now enjoy your marathon of contributing to this problematic um no but i what i really used to like the most is when celebrities would use the media to get to each other Oh, which yeah i, I really value that oh, um, but i don't now i can't find it i tried to look it up i thought it was ariana grande but i guess it was someone else that like they their boyfriend broke up with them and then they were seeing someone else so they like got this huge teddy bear and like walked in front of their house so that all the paparazzi like snapped pictures of them what looked like leaving their house with a big teddy bear. Oh my god. And like pissed off the new girlfriend or whatever. Like that's the kind of stuff where I'm just I'm really interested in how we can use the media to like uh sell a different story or whatever. That's cool. I like that. Like, yeah, well, because they're yes. gonna be there. The people that you want to see it are gonna see it or be sent it, especially. It's just like a more fun. I mean, it's play. It's playful in a way, and I know, like, even this is like a horrible example. But like, back to Ariana Grande when she was with Pete Davidson. Oh God, Scorpio Nightmare. They would like have a lot of fun with the paparazzi. They would like play hide and go seek in the things, and like, it is interesting to see. Maybe, and again, this is like could be very tied into like how you behave is what you get from the paparazzi. I don't think that's it at all because I've seen Britney Spears be 100% angel paparazzi and I've also seen her, you know, stab them with umbrellas or whatever. 
they just are good. There's some people, and that's that beautiful Libra rising. It's like it's just you know if you they can't have her, they want to destroy her, and it's fucked up. But I think yeah, like that um, using the paparazzi for like what they're there for. Like it, I think deseriousing it is interesting. Like ha- using this medium, this weird medium of people that follow you around, which is also fucked up. To I don't know just be a fucking weirdo and be a goofball and like where like even when people were like the graphic tees like back in like the aughts oh that God, was so us, good what a heyday of us weekly when you would just look at who was I mean I remember just salivating over <laughs> look like just could not wait to see people's outfits and like what there's just so, so Steve shared this article with me and I'm gonna I'm apologize for I don't remember who wrote it and what the like thing is but there is oh something... yeah this intro is great people are screaming they're like I know, it they're wasn't right. Ariana Grande what article <laughs> <laughs> also all the Scorpios are like don't worry I'll find it for you <laughs> okay so it's this article where they were talking about why people like QAnon Uh-oh. and and one of the possible things is that they learned it's from this like online role-playing game that they developed for the Steven Spielberg movie AI. And it was like, you had to do, it was like so complicated and you had to do all of these like detective things. And there was, they built like fake websites and fake worlds and all of these things. And it's just like that part of your brain that likes like the, the detectiving the game Mm -hmm. of it. And that there are similar things. There are similarities in, I didn't finish the whole article, but this is what it made me think of so forget again forgive me um but like there's similarities in the same like part of your brain that gets lit up by watching QAnon videos and like connecting these dots and things like that and that to me was like reading us weekly in the early 2000s because it would be like oh they would we we all see them walking on robertson boulevard and they came out of kitson that means they shop at kitson and if you go to kitson you can get this this is where you might run into someone or Uh like oh i saw them wearing that shirt in this thing and there's that like just all of the kind of like detectiving and gaming and understanding like the world oh uh ken paves Jessica Simpson's hairstyle it's like you saw him getting out of a thing like making these connections between people and places and all of these things that like now are so you just tag someone in like mm-hmm. yeah you, don't you, have you to share do any of the... well people go where is this and then it's mm-hmm. like oh god I have to enter 1200 you... where is this I, I left the location out for a reason I'm trying to stay mysterious you fucking slags <laughs> well, and even the thing of like everybody just goes to post a picture there to like be right. it's like there's no like knowing about a thing I don't know well, it was way I more know we've ch- said some version of this so many times it was but... way more chance and it wasn't I mean I think the things that p- celebrities will carry and tipping off paparazzi again chugging through the hills almost done with new beginnings like Heidi and Spencer were talking about how they would call paparazzi you know say we'll be here we'll have this product you know you shoot it you know, whatever. And then also, wow, so much gambling addiction also in the hills. Everyone's losing all their money. Jason Waller, just like fascinating Damn. stuff over here. Jason's arc is like fucking now in this in the new beginnings too. It's... Oh my god, the new beginnings. Also, the new beginnings episode was the Woolsey Malibu fire episode too, which Brody Jenner was straight up fucking Leo ass fire sign standing there wetting his house with a hose until he's basically engulfed in flames. The drama, the drama of it all, just just perfect, perfect television. <laughs> I almost worked on the casting of that show too. I it was before I was Hills Addicted. 
I got like messaged to work on casting for Hills New Beginnings. And at the time I was like, no, one, no, because I was like, I think I was working on something else. Two, no, because I'm not really a big Hills fan. Wow, that would I regret this decision later? And three, <laughs> who are they casting? Like in my mind, I'm like, who are you casting? It's like the Hills. But now I'm like, oh, was that, would it have been my job to call Misha Barton's agents or like Brandon Lee's whatever, Pamela Anderson's son? Like, I'm like, was that what the casting did? I'll have to ask my friend who worked on it. But. What could have? What could have been? I'm almost done with the hills, everyone. It's it's wrapping up. It's just let me have this. Let me enjoy it. It's a beautiful place to to be right now. I love being gripped by a show that just feels like home. It just feels good. And also on this pop culture tip, there's a really good account called I think it's like Pop Culture Died in 2009. If you want all those good Us Weekly outfits, Lindsay Lohan, like hey peak heyday of the aughts and the aughts culture which i feel like a lot of what i see in like these these zoomers so much of that has come back from those early aughts like a lot of style things have returned back now um so just learn your culture is all i'm saying for all of like my little baby tiktokers i don't know learn, i've learned your legacy i think like watching um house I think last season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills or might have okay, been this one next, I that's my next stop, stop. I know, oh my god I know it is like where else can I go after I need this yeah again, I'm to. thirsting for goss and drama in core and I will go at any lengths to find well it. just start with season one that one's so intense but Ooh. the um when Dory like has her line I think it's in Kitson and I I was like Kitson. being like that is so fucking sad that your line is <laughs> well, there in 2020 that's yeah. like horrifyingly sad but I mean 2000 I mean no I mean three sure. Kitson I mean get the fuck out of here I mean nothing <laughs> nothing I used to just go to the Kitson website and just be like one day I mean if, <laughs> if only okay if only a bitch could walk this walk the streets I mean first day out of core y'all full-blown core Kitson, Kitson. <laughs> do this I don't even know if Kitson has a brick and mortar anymore does Kitson yeah sell- they, they do they do who the fuck was responsible for those okay there's these scars I think they were mainly in black and red and they had skull print but it was- oh I know the scarf who did that? Who is the monster? A lot of that, a lot of that skull stuff. I mean, it's bo- it's both like the like punk rock, punk Pir- rock well, Pirates influence, of the Caribbean was big pirate too. influence, and then oh. Alexand- Alexander McQueen. <laughs> oh, Alexander mm-hmm. McQueen did that skull print. Oh. But I feel like that maybe is a I'm later th- my timeline. Throw, I'm gonna throw up the kids in the selling masks. Really? <laughs> what did they say? Queen bee, oh god, yes. queen with a bumblebee, a bumblebee, and then, uh, oh no, what is this one? I think I'm not gonna like this. This is making me so mad. Hey, they're open. They're their brick and mortar is they're open. open. Yeah, open. For I speak fluent French. Hermes, Chanel, Dior, Saint wow. Laurent. Kitson, don't ever change, you beautiful bitch. <laughs> also, I'm loving this men's hoodie. I'd actually wear this. This camo with this random, yes. like, rainbow, like, vest, like, patch I can't believe they're selling masks. I, be- I mean, I, I, mean I think everyone should have masks, but, like, really? That's where you're going to go get one. 
I we could get oh some God, God save the queen sweatpants. Yes, they Ooh. love queen. I I feel like that queen. was also very two thousands aughts too. Like uh, I mean, we always love the royal princess? family, but queen no. crowns queen, and whatnot. Queen, it, it like princess is the nineties when it was like angel, angel, baby, princess, whatever, and then. 2000s aughts is queen for sure queen energy mm. i mean not like not now we have like yes queen energy but that was like the crowns the like marie antoinette totally. uh, like french uh distressed like french literally royal prince. like <laughs> true royalty um thirst that was that was definitely it's juice it's juicy single-handedly with oh, those crowns juicy. all over. I used I, to wear so oh much my juicy. God. I have these juicy shorts that I bought very randomly from, I think, a Kohl's. And they're just, you wouldn't know they were juicy until you look at the tag. And then when I do look at that tag, I'm like, this makes me feel good. <laughs> juicy was like a, re- blew my fucking mind. I do want to say was one of the first people I had bought a purse um, not like first people in general, but definitely before people had it, like before in my hometown, new money trash, before people knew about it, uh, I was a trendsetter in the juicy department, but the like details every, I, and therefore I, yeah, I mean, I know they're deeply problematic. I'm sure. I, mean, I don't know, but I, I'm sure. I, guess, I, I, it's, it's not like problematic until proven, uh, innocent, uh, backwards. Yeah. Until pro- proven not. I'm going to assume everyone's operating at, on a somewhat problematic scale. But Juicy Couture, oh, that made me think. So, so many casualties of this 2020, obviously, businesses and things. Like, I just found out my favorite yoga teacher is not teaching at my studio. And I can't get Zoom classes with her and her private classes. Well, I'm sure she's greater. Way out of my price rate. Like, I'm like, damn, girl. Like, you must be doing well. But another... Oh, my favorite Thai place that is uh, or Thai I don't think it's Thai they're Thai owned but it's a pho place they do four ball four dollar bowls of pho is now like an unnecessary sushi place now like every it just all these little things are like I'm just I know I'm coming out of this world just not with the same stuff I had before and I hate change but you're just tourist time I'm I'm learning I'm it's just change is happening so I just gotta gotta deal but the one got so many texts about it the day this happened the Chateau Marmont is now becoming a private members club club thing and i'm just i'm hurt i'm disappointed why in this economy really we're just gonna make this like a parasite hole like the chateau is a historic building in la if you like all this stuff we've been talking about you know what i'm talking about with the chateau marmont Mm -hmm. Lindsay Lohan lived there. Lana Del Rey lived there. James Franco, you know, canceled. But, like, that was that heyday of, like, people. And I'm sure there's, like, also famous 60s and 70s people that I just don't know yeah, about I was right like, now. If that is <laughs> Sorry. Not heyday, but we don't have time. We don't uh, have time for all of the Chateau history. Like, a lot of famous people and artists have lived there and partied there. And it's cool. And if you're a regular plebe like me, you go and you buy an expensive spaghetti and you sit in the courtyard and you look around and see if you can see famous people. You don't because they will not dine in the regular dining area normally. And again, if you have good celebrity spottings at the Chateau or elsewhere, I would love to know your celebrity spottings. Please sound off. Can't stop seeing them. Oh, yeah. Julia's a magnet. <laughs> Can't I, stop, won't stop. Hey, when you're born and bred, they real recognize Sorry. real. <laughs> or you just or you just have an unfortunate ability to, like, spot out care like uh 
like anybody. It's like, uh, not, I shouldn't know who these people are. It makes me uncomfortable. Continue. <laughs> but now it's oh, the gone. Chateau. I, I, but this I ripped is what up I'm a saying. really good this... salad recipe from them. So I did. I'll have that forever. Yeah. Place, but a lot, like, it's just, it's disappointing. And obviously, so many things are obviously ca- like, this is all capitalist motivated. Like, I'm sure, like, this grandson of the chateau is not like let's keep it as this institution it's like mm, let's not close so like i'm gonna make the rich people want to come here on a dime like let's do it but that one hurt that one hurt a little different because it was just my R. i R. love P. taking tourists there because it's just it's just so la it's like what you hope to go hang out in in la go yeah. get, go get a ex- nice expensive salad one cocktail tip well and leave that's my <laughs> that was like always always well the thing. I have a feeling that it will open back. Yeah. I think so. T- I'm. Yeah. I didn't want to say, it, I, but I'm I, holding out. I'm holding it, out hope. It's like a lot of people at work. Um, when when people are like bad, um, I'm just like, oh, you're lucky we're open. Like mm-hmm. I'm like, we don't. Yeah, we're not doing this. Like, mm-hmm. I, we don't have time to like whatever. And I think that that's their way of like, unfortunately not becoming a place that serves the homeless or like not becoming like, because you know, right. they right. have of all the directions space to go. and all that stuff. So it's like, well, if we become a private club, the city can't like take our shit and like mm-hmm. force us to do certain things. And we like, they have those like cooling centers now. Have you heard of this? Yeah. I haven't seen them or anything. I, I'm not sure exactly how they operate, but it's like, they can't force them to like do that and they can't force them to like um they probably have different set of rules that they since they're private they might not have to abide by all the social distancing stuff or they might oh, have different yeah. you know they might they might be able to sell to go liquor all the time or you know I don't know yeah I'm sure there's I mean again it's like e-news I doubt they did it to like curb our appetite for like celebrity dumb like everything is going to be from the tops like it's gonna serve the top and in whatever that means for them even and I, I again like a lot of change has been happening dealing with it in different ways but even like taco bell pulling all the fucking potato items it's like how yeah. many tests how many tests do we need in this year like and I, again i'm joking to a certain degree but i'm also <laughs> very upset because it's just bullshit, and now I'm, like, fucking rushing and getting way more Taco Bell meals because I'm enjoying my last two round with potatoes, which obviously they want. They want to see them as this thing. And I think I was listening to – I found out via Gabris on High and Mighty because they were doing, like – they were doing a last, again, hurrah taste test. And another – a good excuse to eat more Taco Bell. Why not? And um, they were talking about, like, yeah, like, they're they're – Every place making this thing like, oh, it's like in the Disney vault or, oh, it's go- it's They're going to like do in four fucking years. It's going to be like, guess what? Cheesy Fiesta potatoes are back. And I'm like, why do this? Just if you're a fast food, add on the menu. And take off shit people don't care about. that. But really the seven layer crunch wrap or the f- cheesy Fiesta potatoes, it's like, it's just cruel. It's unusual. It's punishment. I agree. I think with Taco Bell specifically too, it's like. I had, well, this is maybe more me (laughs) that I'm mad at, but I had a really rough night at work and I was like, I'm getting fucking Taco Bell on the way home. I don't give a shit. And everyone's like, oh, like, stay and have a beer. I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm so excited. 
and I drive through. It was a pretty long wait. And then I get there to the menu, the ordering area, and I fucking pull the, I don't know why, but I got the grilled cheese burrito or whatever oh. instead of my normal order. Mm. Skip it. Do not do it. Grilled it cheese not, burrito. Not a quesarito. No, it's like a grilled Which they're pulling, a, by the whatever. way. My favorite menu yeah. item, the quesarito, is also being well, pulled. The, the grilled not cheese even a potato item. It looks like it. It kind of looks like it, but you could, you'd have to, okay, it is. I mean, I'm getting to talk about this weekend. Beef, they expire rice, Monday, I think. cheese, crunchy red strips, Ooh. chipotle sauce, and reduced fat sour cream. And then, yeah, it, it has like the cheese and the um, tortillas like on the outside or whatever. Um, but I thought it was going to be, because it says it's like a grilled cheese sandwich. And I thought it was going to be like. I don't know. It wasn't what I expected. And I, me, you might like it if you like the quesarito, but mm. I, I mean, it was it was a rough night. I'll give it a shot. But I'm right now, at least this weekend, I'm dedicating myself to the potato and to the quesaritos once more, one more time. Got to hit it again. God, I hope they're still there. I don't. They sh- allegedly should be because I think it goes away the thirteenth. But yeah, it's just a lot. Uh, and, well, I, if, if, and again, if you're someone that's like lost family members to COVID, I'm so sorry. I'm like talking about <laughs> Taco Bell. Look, we've all lost. We've all had loss. You know, <laughs> Very levels. You know what starts on Sunday? What? Shark Week. Oh my god! And it's five weeks. I hear. It is. I saw an ad that said that. Finally, a game. Oh, and guess what? <laughs> Last week when I went boogie boarding again, it was the first week I'd gone. There was the second time I went. Or first time I went since that shark grabbing incident, I saw another baby leopard shark. Didn't grab yeah. it, but I saw it. It was like next to my feet again. Oh my god! I'm the shark woman. You're the shark mommy. I know, mommy shark. But yeah, shark weeks. The about baby to... sharks keep going to the mommy shark. <laughs> I know. I'm like, what is going? It was weird because it was one of those, you know, where you're like, I'm surely not going to see another one, and then within like five minutes. I like rode in a wave on my boogie board, looked down, and there was another baby shark. And I was like, but I knew what it was this time, and I wasn't scared. I was like, that is a baby leopard shark. Namaste. What if you just grabbed it again? That'd be sick. <laughs> give me a, I'm just imagining. Give me a imagining kiss. Someone, someone that draws, draw this. I'm imagining CV like riding in waves behind her on the boogie board, like holding the shark. As like, like a, a spear. Like a yes. Moana. Ooh. Yes, exactly. Riding it, conquering. Okay, so I saw three ads for the five week shark week which is like a month and some change but okay and it was mike tyson i think is boxing against a great white a shark yeah like a shark <laughs> whoa oh that's how they're advertising this is, like a, this is like a cutaway on a family guy episode that is insane uh and then something about will smith is like scuba diving with sharks but he's so like on the tip of everyone's tongue right now with that whole Entanglement. entanglement so he's gonna go entangle some sharks i a guess shark. and then shack was scuba diving or snorkeling with those big whale sharks and shack's oh huge. that's cool yeah so i don't know what they're doing necessarily but all those but it's men, big all those men are doing some stuff with sharks and i'm pretty sure mike tyson's gonna kick a shark's ass for <laughs> i don't think that's gonna happen <laughs> gonna bite a shark's ear yeah. off 
It's, oh well, my and god. And sharks have really. I was talking about again. I was talking about this to my therapist, like because she's like, I keep thinking about that baby shark that you grew. I was like, well, you seem really disinterested in the story when I was telling you, but <laughs> okay. And then I told her about I saw the second shark, and then she's like, oh, and that woman got eaten by a shark in Maine, and yes. I was like, I know what's going on. There was someone else. I don't know if that's the same woman, but there. Did you? Hear, I I think this one was Australian who got like bit by a shark, and as they were like pulling her out, she was like, "I still love sharks, though they're beautiful." <laughs> oh, that's cute. It was very sweet. I mean, they're doing. They're wild animals, and they're. It's, they're not personal. That's a yeah, shark. A, that should be a shark classic. shirt. It's not personal. I'm just a shark. <laughs> I'm a shark. I can't help it. There's a classic Todd Glass bit about. How people would always tell him that, um, like, uh, if he'd be afraid of sharks, that they'd be like, well, this 12-year-old girl, like, got her arm bit off by a shark, and she still surfs. Are you saying that her armpit? Yeah, he was like, are you saying that a 12-year-old has, I should probably find this. (laughs) He's like, are you saying that a 12-year-old has more uh, courage than you do? And he's like, well, I do have more arms than she does. Oh, arms. I thought you were saying her arm hit. And I was like, what a specific area. Like bit by a shark. Like a shark just gnawing on your like razor burn and like. But yeah, (laughs) the surfers that get bit always Mm -hmm. go back in the water. It's like. Also, I'm sure it kind of in a way. That fear, like, it's like, um, I just finished All Be Gone in the Dark, too. Like, you know, mm-hmm. true crime is that interest of, like, the worst case scenario, right? Like, oh, my God, like, a fucking being stalked, a murderer, serial killer, serial rapist, what have you. And I'm sure for surfers, like, what's the worst case scenario besides, like, maybe, like, paralyzing drowning. yourself, drowning? It's like, sure. Like, that's, like, the... Mm-hmm. So it's... I'm sure if you've been nibbled by and maimed by a shark, it's kind of like, well, the worst has... Hap- I mean, Hap- I don't know if anyone everyone theorizes in that way, but I could see how that would be a natural place to go rather than never go back in again. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Well, I think it's also just anything where it's like the the not normal thing, but like the thing that makes the most sense would be, oh, I can't do that thing, but that thing happens to be something that brings you a lot of joy. And I think there is something like really beautiful about the human spirit being like, I am um going to continue doing this thing that brings me joy despite the fact that something could have taken it away mm-hmm. and i think that yeah. true true crime in the in that instance is like oh i'm going to continue living despite the fact that heinous horrible things happen um that take away life mm-hmm. and joy and all of those things but we need to be able to persist um like and do what we can to to stop those things and and be safe or whatever but also like you know when you when you give up your joy that's that's of that is death or whatever you know what mm-hmm. i mean i love it i mean on the how on brand can can your girls get i know yeah. <laughs> i mean <laughs> this I is- don't start looking at facts about hammerhead sharks because they're freaky. They're weird. I mean, the design. Look at that design. I, like, How is I'm that like, real in life? Can they bite you? That's what I'm trying that to find out. That tiny mouth flap seems difficult. To I don't know. They don't seem like biters. If, but they have... Did you know they have 360 degree vision? Yeah. Because they have those eyes. Yeah, that yeah. things. I thought yeah. you were going to say 360 teeth. I know sharks have a shit ton of teeth. That's why they fall oh, yeah, and you yeah. put them on your puka shell necklace. <laughs> oh my goodness you guys let's let's talk about today's topic we of course are talking about 
the fifth house. Um, we brought it up at the very beginning of this episode, and it is the house that comes after the fourth, our last episode, so it only stands to reason. Here we are. Wouldn't that be so uh, chaotic if we just wait till went seven, extremely out of order? Skip six. I know. We're just... <laughs> What's that joke? Seven, eight, nine? What? Oh, yeah. Why, oh, it's why is six afraid of seven? Got it. Okay. Um, Finished it. And five, um, you can make a lion out of, if we're going in, like, retro drawing. Yeah. Child. I love Chi- it. Well, chi- well, childish. I mean, that is, it all, yeah. it all comes full circle. Some, some stats as we're doing it we are talking about the fifth house as i said this is a succeedant house um i don't know if we did this with i just realized i don't know if we said this about the the fourth house or not um this depending on you know i'm trying to get away from the sign as house um you know uh Uh, relation well that's very hellenistic of you because that's because for the modern people they're chill with kind of at least relating it somewhat to like, yeah, this is like a Leo centric house. Like it's going to have Leo themes. The Hellenistic will like, Mm -hmm. they're not, it's just not their thing. I don't really know why it's just not. Well, I get, I get it in terms of if we are looking at, um, from a chart reading perspective, it does make more sense to, to have it be, if we're like doing predictive things, then it does make more sense to look at it as an area of life and kind mm-hmm. of separate mm-hmm. from that sign energy because it can help you better determine what's going on in someone's like if you're using it uh, more, uh, let's say, like mathematically as opposed to thematically. Right, right. Totally. So if it's not, you know what I mean? But but I do think that there are a lot of crossovers and this is what a lot of modern astrology will describe things um by anyways so i mean in a lot of modern books they, it literally is just like the fifth house leo all of it all is kind of combined into one thing and i do think it helps people understand it better so we'll continue um this is the the leo house um the sun is is very happy here also going back to the traditional stuff venus finds her joy in the fifth house which totally makes couldn't make more sense mm-hmm. um yeah there, uh, there's so much stu- again like i feel like maybe not so much the fourth was pretty like straightforward in terms of it's like what it's encompassing but the fifth is kind of third housey to me in terms of like the range we can expect to see in the themes and of the fifth house arena well, in terms of like true progressions, you know, some of the tr- associations with the fifth house are children, um, creative endeavors, uh, romance and pleasures, as we mentioned, holidays, vacations, games, uh, hobbies. But it makes sense coming after the fourth house because it's like the next when you leave your like what what do you do outside of your mm. like family home? Yeah. So in terms of thinking of it, like why it comes after, I think that's another reason why it makes sense to kind of remove the sign idea from, from them because it's like, well, why is it five and not, why is five creativity? Why is five children as opposed to like eight being children Mm -hmm. or whatever? And it's like, because it comes after the fourth house, which is home. And it's like, when you leave your home, what do you go out and create in the world? Usually it would be like children. In old old times, children, but now we know that to mean anything kind of that we create. Yeah, I think too. Like I was thinking about like this order too, because like you know, this first is this real rooted self stuff, and then two is like just like the initial things you might do to sustain yourself and decorate yourself, 
And then third is like the people that you maybe uh, it's not as much like chosen. Like it seems like it's just more like a natural thing that's around you. Like all these things seem like they're like this natural progression of what's in and around your space. And for children, if you're like, fuck, like I'm like a fifth house stellium and I never want to have kids. That's totally fine. I think that's just going to be someone that's always going to have in that natural place to like under like to create children are a creation and in a different way than family because as someone that's now now having friends start to have like babies <laughs> for the first time it's like oh this is just pure love interesting like this is just like if you're ready and that kid is like you're down to have a kid it's just such a different relationship I would imagine not being a mother I'm a cat mom, but I would imagine that's a different. <laughs> I like that little laugh. I'm a cat mom. <laughs> but so I kind of get it, um, but not, I didn't birth her, which is my biggest regret, honestly. And also, again, adopted, adopted, and how you, this is a you're I'm, a good cat mom, though. Oh, I love my daughter so much. And again, you don't have to be of womb to like be someone's child, also. But yes. that pure, that's just pure heart. That's Leo, right? Like, this is pure heart stuff. What stuff is just fun? What is just pleasurable? It doesn't have to be a thing. It's just, it feels right. It's that, it's truly innate feeling that is supposed to elevate and do that sun stuff and shine stuff on that feels like that lifts you up. I love this idea of going through the houses as like a, what you kind of just described. I just imagined like a, a baby, whatever, where it's like a baby's born. And then what do you like in order, in order of what you're seeing around you, because Mm -hmm. it would be like, here's me. I see like my reflection. I'm hungry. I need stuff like what's here. And then it's like what people are in Mm -hmm. the house and Mm -hmm. then realizing, Oh, I'm in a house. (laughs) And then the fifth house is when you open the door and step out and you feel the sun on you. And you're like, Oh my God, like there's an outside. How do I, what do I see all around me in the outside? And how do I kind of then like step back in and paint a picture of what I saw outside? Or how do I get more? I love this light kind of shining on me. How do I continue? Because, you know, creativity and kind of Leo is the the natural actor of the the Zodiac, loving mm-hmm. that spotlight, that, that, um, and that, and that shining out, not necessarily like, I know people, I know Leos are very hesitant a lot of times to take on that mantle of like, I don't love the, the limelight, but I think it is also like the, the pouring out of the heart, as you said, yeah. to they, coming out into the, like, uh, the, the beginning of the sound of music when she's like on the top of the mm-hmm. mountain, just like twirling and whether the, Whether Leo folks know it or not, I feel like deep down they live for the applause, applause, applause. Like there is that need, if it's not to be a total showboat, I think it can be in some ways just that need for recognition in the things that you are doing and and especially creating if it's artistic endeavors. But yeah, I think... I, I mean, I'm dating a Leo. It's a, this is a crash course in Leo dumb, and I'm, I'm I met a lot more Leos after moving to LA. Makes sense because um, they out here chasing the high, and it's like, yeah, I know a lot of very like I'm air quoting like quiet, humble Leos. But then once you like learn more about what they value and the things that they're interested in, you're like, oh, this is where it's not as obvious, I think, as uh, the zodiac stereotypes lean into with leo i think the stereotypes for leo are like while they're empowering and cool i could see if you if you're a hard not relate it'd be really like isolating like to be a leo i think i think it's again one where the rising gets really 
The Rising oh. is really the stereotype. Oh, Leo, totally. Leo Rising is ridiculous. Love it. And them. then the um the book, like it mentions that which this is like kind of an interesting connection for me because I I kind of have a hard time accessing Virgo, which is my fifth house. And I I love Virgos, like some of my best friends are Virgos and like always look up to them. Um, but don't necessarily feel like I enacted so much in my day-to-day life. Mm-hmm. And so was reading this uh, Astrology uh, Idiot's Guide. And it's... Um, official uh, I'm podcast trying sponsor. To, I'm trying to not <laughs> say it the, the stupid way. Um, but uh, it's it's talking about creativity and, and uh, you know... Uh, self-expression and all that kind of stuff and it also mentions risk mm-hmm. a lot which is like the gambling aspect which makes sense but I've never really connected creativity and risk so much but it really is even yeah. like when you think about having kids and like all this all this kind of fifth house stuff it really is like creativity is taking a huge risk and like so is having a kid like you're you're risking your body your finances your you know you're sacrificing a lot of stuff to to make sure your kid has a nice life. And, like, I think it's really interesting. I don't really consider Virgo that, like, risk-oriented. And I think that, like, yeah, in my creativity, it's taken me a long time, like, in stand-up to talk about certain topics or, like, oh, like, to perform in front of my mom, say, like, that, it took me, like, a long time before I, like, felt comfortable, Mm. and so I think, and then that's my form of creativity, so I think it is that kind of, like, risk assessing, Virgo, fifth house, like, oh, this, like, my mom might not like my stand-up, like, Mm -hmm. that I don't want to deal with, that, those kind of things, so I do think that risk aspect is very interesting for this house. I was just thinking about how thinking of having children and how you know when you learn about like genetics and stuff it's like punnett square things and it is like a literal roll of the dice for even not obviously there are all of these other like risks too but it's even just the idea of like oh we don't know what this is going to look like what what well, things we're getting also, from what mm-hmm. places and the genetics of like you know if you have mental illness if you have like certain kinds of chronic illness that run in your family or or just like you know, that whole thing, it's like, that's not really something we talk about as partners is like, hey, what's your genetic, like, I have a couple of friends that have had that discussion, but it's like, I haven't had that talk with Scott where it's like, hey, what's your genetic background if we do want to have kids? Like, what mm-hmm. can we expect, you know? Well, I think that's the, well, we'll get to the sixth house. I think that's, that's yeah. that bit, that's some, um, once you've found that joy, that love, that romance, and you're ready to make love and make babies and make art then you're like now let's put this on not put on paper that's the seventh like it all progresses but i think that six is like okay now let's organize like let's let's decipher that i think that's like let's decipher that kind of stuff but but this is just let me let's let it it in and then we'll and hey maybe this sunlight is gonna burn us a little bit it might overpower what we're doing or it might just be just just right but i know i know i never thought about the creativity risk i mean like i'm like notorious for like never showing anyone my work because i hate fear all criticism uh hello yes i have a scorpio fifth house uh private very private 
I like don't like showing things until they're done. I hate I also have this like jinx mentality, very superstitious that if I tell someone I'm working on something, then it, it ends or like I, I lose that deal or like I'm very like I'm actually just like realizing this now as I'm talking about like it is very um, res- reserved and competitive too, which I'll talk about more with the Pluto in the fifth house. Uh, but yeah, I think that's interesting. And I do have a question, fifth house related, bit of a prompt. So there's two parts and you can either answer both or ne- or neither. <laughs> there's free will here. Um, but so this fifth house cusp or your ruler or your planetary ruler, whatever you're relating to or sparks interest. Do you think you have the same values of pleasure as that fifth house cusp slash follow-up question If you had to create one thing to honor that cusp ruler, what do you think you'd make? And I can repeat anything because I know I asked two kind of different questions. The second one's going to be hard to answer. I think that I I definitely think that I'm that Virgo. Like, I like to have my stuff done before I go out. I Mm. do not like to, like, um, like... I'm not like a bartender that really likes to drink on the job. I'd rather wait until after work to like have a beer or something. Uh, or like the same with kind of anything, you know, I in stand up, I used to definitely drink when I first started before I went on stage, but now I really won't. It's like, I like to be, that is my play. You know, I like to like be in the, in the moment when I'm in the moment to have fun, I guess. And then, I do feel like I have to have my work done Mm. or my day-to-day stuff, six house stuff. Mm -hmm. But as far as creating something to honor like a Virgo, well, there is this cartoon I want to draw that I thought of yesterday, but it's just drawing. I think the thing that I really, I've never been great with like handwriting or drawing or anything. And I think honestly, it's because you have to have so much patience Mm. and I just want it to be done like I can see it in my head like can I can it just like be on the paper maybe um and this is just like Virgo strategizing here maybe you can um get like a digital drawing pad because that way I feel like it is a little faster and you can like if you fuck up it's like easier to like I'm that way with drawing too because like one thing is wrong and I like try my hand at drawing I when I was getting my BFA in photography we had to take like every art course basically like a drawing and painting video editing and I remember my drawing teacher being like you draw like a preschooler and being like uh he's like lean into it and I was like ah like yeah like I can if he's like if this is gonna be your style like own the style but like or if you're planning to get better um work on that too (laughs) like you know but but like maybe try like try one way or another and also I took a really good um comics workshop with Bianca Unix. I think that's how you pronounce her last name. She's also been in the news recently because she made this amazing comic. I was calling out Karen's and the Karen's freaked out. Google that news. It's very, very cool comic. But that I've I like thinking of like a draw and maybe it's not necessarily a comic, but I like thinking of that drawing or series for Virgo because like it seems very Virg go in like draw yeah. like just fucking mm-hmm. draw like making something that like delivers this message in an artistic way. That's cool. I love it. I'm thinking so much about both of the things that you guys said and this idea too of like the the fifth house and I think why it's why it has these associations too of like I'm gonna say one sidedness because it is kind of not 
concerned so much in the reception of things. And I think that's where six, like these next houses that follow are more about the reception because the uh. sun, the sun is shining indiscriminately and the sun does not like spotlight a thing. It's just like, here's me, I'm doing my thing and let the chips fall where they may. Mm-hmm. And so it is kind of this like, and I think that that's where that chance comes in because it's like this, I'm throwing it out. It could hit, it could hit the target. It could not, but it's, it's keeping everybody and it keeps everybody warm. I mean, if we're thinking again, like the sun where it's like, it shines on, on everything mm-hmm. and uh, I love it. Um, my fifth house cusp is Aquarius. Um, so my, no matter what the, no matter which way, if it's Uranus ruled or Saturn ruled, they're both in the same place in my third house. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I necessarily experience like pleasure in an Aquarian I I definitely feel the like both Uranus and Saturn. I guess that feels mm. that that feels true for me because I feel um like I like both like pleasure for pleasure's sake but also really need it to be kind of like for a purpose. Mm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like that it's like if we're if we're being I guess it's like the word authentic keeps coming up or like um, centered in some kind of like, what's the word? My third house, I'm not articulate right now. Like if we're going to do it, let's do it and let's do it all the fucking way. Where it's like, if we're being lazy, I'm not like, we're we're being lazy. We're acknowledging that we're being lazy. We're not going to beat ourselves up for being lazy either. Like we're going to, we're going to be the most decadent fucking uh like bacchanalian lazy (laughs) Uh and we because we know that that's what we're doing and that's our intention and we're going like full full force with it and if you're not doing that like then don't really do it right yes i mean this is just reminding me again and i'm loving this ellen news in general but she i feel like everyone's like she's aquarius what it's like Come on, like everyone, everybody, come on, get grow up, like obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, and yes. an Aries Moon. <laughs> Let's yeah, but I think also I'm very I not in a, very and again in a positive like way. That's good. Like, yeah. I think those are needed. Um, you can be that like we're gonna make something fun here today, people. But you can still like obviously, Ellen, uh, mm-hmm. be nice to your fucking staff. Like that's like a, a you can have that intensity and that purpose and that drive and make something that's beautiful and fun. Um, which is like, I mean, so Aquarius, Aquarians, again, the pull, this, you know, opposite, um, sign of Leo and Leo energy, but still, you know, same cookie wants to be a creator. How do What's you know? yours, Stevie? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm like, and then. What'd you uh, say? Scorpio. Oh, well, Scorpio. Yeah. Have the same ideas of pleasure. I mean, as me, you know, being this kind of like, I've, I think a lot about Scorpio. I'm surrounded by Scorpios. I'm, it's my polarity. And I think yes. I think we go about it in very different ways. I think I'm, a, I'm. I think I'm usually a little more straightforward of the pleasure I need. Where Scorpios are a little more trickster, but also I definitely can be a trickster with like being like massage me. Oh god, that sounds like I'm like a creepy predator. But you know what I mean. Like I, I, I think I do know how to like breadcrumb my, uh, my the things I want towards pleasure. And it's like, yeah, I am like I feel like I've always been like a very sexual 
high libidoed uh per like i think i do go to sex like when i think of pleasure i do go to like those kind of those kinds of things and um i think if i had to like make something like honor scorpio energy i don't know like why i like went to even just like making candles or doing like i've never made a candle but it just seems like something that's like I feel like I could see a Scorpio with a cool candle line that's like, these are actually based on every lover I've had. Yeah, and, and then my blood's in it. My, bl- <laughs> my blood and my my semen is, my, my girl's semen is in these candles. <laughs> um, but it's interesting to think, like, I, I have like, a, I've always like had trouble with the fifth house in terms of like, and this could be the Scorpio fixness of it all, of like, third and fifth how frivolous like let's come on what's what's the meat of life like i need to know like Mm -hmm. day-to-day stuff in this and it's like okay bitch like come on like this this adds so much layers and this is again it's pleasure like it's fun it's good feelings this when your fifth house is feeling happy i'm assume i would assume it would help other parts of your chart uh also feel happy and feel healthy and all of those things so uh, I'm loving well, that we're going through these it, because it really is being like a love, not that you have to love every house, but like going through and be like, oh, I'm like seeing you for the first time. Like I've only seen you with your friends. It's like hanging out one-on-one for the first time with someone you've heard mm-hmm. so much about, but you well, never really knew. It's interesting because we all have fifth houses that have like, uh, are at, that occur after Leo. Okay, so like the sign and they all are it's interesting having a kind of like, let's say, service oriented um, sign in in a more personal identity driven, like one sided house. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's like, how do we I talked about this with the Aquarius full moon, too, where it's like, how do you if you have kind of like a team oriented fifth house, how do you create for just yourself how do you find your own personal drive and pleasure in a thing that is kind of now having this influence of consideration of how it's being received because mm-hmm. that I guess that's what I was trying to say with the sun thing where it's like the the reason it works is because it's not concerned with uh in the best way who's receiving it it's just like sunlight's coming out any everyone's getting it you do with that what you will if you're a flower and you fucking grow because i shined my sun on you fantastic if you're uh, a garbage heap i'm still shining the sun on you and it's gonna smell like it's gonna produce a different reaction but I, the sun doesn't decide either way mm-hmm. but when you have these signs that are more concerned with how it's being received how does that then alter the way that you experience pleasure the way that you create what are your considerations? Mm-hmm. Okay, so this is leading me to something I teased on the last episode. Uh, My neighbor. What? Yes, your neighbor. My neighbor. The other night, this is Leo Fifth House drama. Yeah. I, the other night, I went outside, and there's a note taped to her door. And sometimes people leave notes in our building because, like, the um, the male people, they don't have the gate code. So, like... Sometimes people don't get their packages or like I live right in I should probably shouldn't say this, but I live closest to the gate. So like I obviously am if I'm home, like I'll always open the door for UPS or FedEx or like direct people to different apartments or or, you know, sometimes um, this neighbor happens to be vegan. She gets a lot of vegan donuts delivered, talking a lot of donut friend employees. Um, (laughs) But so I go outside and it's like late. It's like 9 p.m. and there's a note taped to her door. 
And a note says, I know you took my cat. I just want to know where did you take her? And it has the apartment number of, I'm your neighbor at apartment number, whatever. And there was a cat. And it's not here anymore. It's always kind of been in the courtyard. And I always thought it was someone's cat. I didn't think it was like a stray. It always has food. I just assumed that they wanted an outdoor cat. And this neighbor also has two cats. So what do you guys think happened? Do you think, first of all, do you think that she took the cat? Do you think that it was ill-intended? And am I being giving her, like... Because I, to some extent, probably thought it was either an accident or she didn't do it. But then I'm like, oh, she's, like, the white lady. And am I giving her, like, some kind of privilege because Hmm. she's, like, a young white lady? Well, so... The person, I mean, I'm not sure, like, who the alleged cat napper is, but you don't have to say, it doesn't matter, really, because either way, out of context, if you just saw that sign on the door and you don't know who any of these neighbors are, I mean, I think my initial mind, because my friend uh, Kate, who has been on the pod, she has this apartment cat that is that will stay in her apartment, like, door closed for, like, the day. But the neighbor also knows that their cat, Helen, she's amazing. She's very social and that that's, like, her thing. So if they had a relationship where the cat is was constantly going in, and now the cat is missing, the this language cat, the language of "I know you took it." Not this mm-hmm. cat does not like people. It's not uh, like if I walk by, it doesn't like come over or anything. It's outdoor and like no, it do, it doesn't go in her apartment ever. No. Okay. Also, like no. it could have like just been like, there was got a skunk. hit or like there coyote. was a skunk. Yeah, there was a skunk the day before. I'm going, I'm going no cat stealing only because I agree the language of, I know you took it is such a, like, if you didn't, unless that to me is like, did you see them? This sounds like paranoid, um, like, and some other bias that we aren't aware of, of like why this is, because this is very accusatory. And if you saw them like stealing your cat, you'd be like, hey, that's my cat. So it stands to say... No witnessing. It's a, it's a large, I think it's a large jump. It. I think she took it. I'm going to ask and my this is what I after think this. Happened. This is what I think happened. I think she took it. I think she thought that this wasn't someone's cat. I think she took it to a shelter. Oh. Because I think she cares about cats. I think she thought, or or maybe there was something that wrong. She has two cats. She didn't do it in Ill, Ill intention, but I think she took it. And I think that the man who, if it's who I think it is, I think he had his son translate the note. So I, because it was like in kids handwriting too. And then like, so I think he, when he wrote it, he wrote like, I know like that, but I don't think he meant it in that way. And then Mm. I also think that, because one of my friends said, if it's, if it seems like kids handwriting, that it's probably a prank. Uh, That was a Gemini Mm. that said that. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know if I trust that. I, th- I don't know. That does sound hilarious. If it is a kid's prank, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's very advanced um, for like a prank. <laughs> yeah. But if you see if they like kid, I could see I could see a kid doing an accidentally advanced thing because you like watched a cartoon where they did something like that, and yeah. you're like, that would be a funny thing. Let's just write that and put it on the thing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't- if you're just copying directly from adult made content. The shelter element is interesting, but I guess this is a reminder for all cat owners. Got to get those microchips updated. I just realized I need to do that for Rosie. So 
I think there's ways to find this cat and this note. It's a plot twist. I don't know who to believe. Uh, I also think it's like the same thing we've been trying to learn through this whole pandemic. And somewhat a creative stance is like, you need to be aware of the people around you and talk to them and not just be like, oh, this cat, like it has fleas. I'm going to take it to a shelter or whatever. It's like, yeah, dude, it's a cat that's like been here for years. Mm-hmm. Assumptions make an ass out of you and me. And gumption. Oh. And gumptions. <laughs> and Bubba Gum Shrimp Company. <laughs> uh, let's go through these yeah, placements. Let's, let's pop our asses through here. So, uh, as we do in these house episodes, gonna just jog through the planets in the house. Again, grains of salt because of what sign you're sun might be in or the aspects you know all that stuff but we know this this is just this is just a little overview so the sun avi this is going to be quite a quest lifetime to create to make and express um com and us have mentioned mentioned obviously professions that are creative that allow you to express yourself like writing or acting or things of that nature I think anything that stifles creativity um, is just going to feel extra stifling. And I think the sun here in this position is going to ask you to look towards your sun. And uh, I don't know why. I'm like, I must like delusional last night. I was like writing out. I wrote, feel the rain on your skin. No one else can yes. feel it for you. I'm like, what? okay, I'm in. I'm sorry, the hills. It's just ever present. But I think. I love that though. And I think too on like the low side. Um, which I think all fifth housey people are going to have to be aware of in general is it, I think it could also be really easy when you have so much fifth house to go towards the dark, to go towards the criticism, to try to dull your shine again, across the board, fifth house people. So I think just try to be aware of maybe who's not letting you shine. Like what are the factors, whether that's people or circumstances or your job or whatever that is dulling your shine, that is going to be a constant check-in that you're going to have to, cause I think you're going to be a lot more, um, I don't know what the word is like you can take to that more easily I think also low side of this too is um like being too oppressive or um I don't want to say opinionated because these are are things but it's like the um attempt being uh the center making it about you centering yourself a little bit too much and being overbearing overpowering in those things in a way that is inconsiderate of others Mm -hmm. or very very self-focused in again this will dependence on sign and 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 planets but in that area whatever it is that's in that fifth house are you on the making sure that you are because I think it's like the most important thing is to express whatever that energy is. And it's the, it's the getting it out again, not the reception of it, not the, not the, the impact. It's just the, the actual act of expressing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think being mindful of like where that lands mm-hmm. is on the low side, something to be aware of in all of the fifth house placements we're going to talk about. Yeah. Toads. Yeah. Um, the moon. I think this is the potential to be just a big kid who's in an adult suit. Someone that is going to have a lot of themes of the fifth house too, besides children, is just having a childlike energy or like that youthful, excited, um, you know, zest for life kind of spirit. And I think the moon being the super, being in a super creative house is going to need outlets. All these fifth house, like if you haven't found an outlet yet, get turn this off, go find like – 
starts again starting small is always good like even if it's just coloring books just to get something that's based in art and making and creating and also obviously the fifth house known for being a drama house so i think if you maybe find yourself being attracted or enjoying the drama messes around you like it's entertainment again we've talked a lot about us weekly and all that stuff like it is fun but it can be all all consuming so i think just make sure to redirect that there's always something you're doing that you can make for yourself. And fifth house to me too is so much about like pluses rather than minuses. It's about building. And I think um, you want to like build emotions rather than be drained, draining your resources to like people or places or things that don't, uh, that shouldn't drain your resources. Yeah. Very romantic. Mm, oh yeah. The, the keyword from the only way to learn astrology is theatrical. Mm-hmm. I mean, and again, that could also be an, a a natural way of maybe like, uh, I don't think I do this and I don't know if it's just being like a fucking cancer rising, but like, I, I'll do this thing where like, if like, say Pablo like hit his knee, I'll also say ow <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> and he's like, you didn't hurt yourself. And I'm like, oh, really? well, whoops like I thought I felt like I did because of you I felt that through you and it's like I'm not trying to steal your like thunder but it was like I don't know I think that natural thing to like pick up what uh, things are around and and lean in anywho Mercury I think this is going to be make communicating in a form of art again like there's going to be like art and creativity running throughout the fifth house this is like this is what we're doing here and I think this is going to be someone that's a really powerful gift for storytelling and bringing people in with your talent with uh, expression and I think too like maybe if like dull really dull instructions or messages that are really flat um, that may be like really easy for you to like ignore or skim over if anything is maybe too clerical or too clinical I think you're someone that might be prone to embellish and flourish like with emojis and background and story and context and which is good but it can also you know, a lot of online sources could say this could tend to be in a bit of a liar. I'm going to niceify and say you might be a bit of an embellisher again. Um, but hey, you know, some anything for a good story. I told I get it. But like, just know that that might be something that could be like a communication issue if someone does just want the straight facts and rather than story. Keyword here pleasure conscious Mm. (laughs) which I like that idea of like mercury being what we are thoughtful about obviously it's what we communicate about but it's also what we're thinking or like what where we focus and that totally makes sense of of it being on the pleasure of it Mm. some of the some of the examples are like cartoonist Giuseppe Verdi the uh, the opera um composer that's cool so that idea of like, oh, yeah, this is how I th- I'm thinking about what can be pleasurable and beautiful and enjoyable. And mm-hmm. the book says that it can be a trickster. So now I want to ask my friend who said it was a prank. Whoa. If they have it, Mercury mm-hmm. in the fifth house. Yeah, I get it. It's like I think sometimes it can be like very the Stephanie Pratt of it all. Right. Like sometimes it's mm-hmm. just throwing in the wrench to see how everyone reacts to the wrench, even though like. It's not even your wrench. Like, you just, like, happen to have it on hand. So, again, I love it. I'm intrigued. But, again, I'm a drama. I live for the applause. Venus, obviously finding a lot of happiness here in this house. I would call one maybe a pleasure puss, a natural romantic. And, again, I think this is a good reminder 
this house doesn't necessarily mean relationships. This is just mm-hmm. romance, right? This is just love. And I think that can apply to, especially with Venus, I think, to be feeling loved and inspired by like a tree and the beauty laying down at the beach and looking at how much sand there is and being like, wow. And um, Dark Pixie Astrology, the website also mentioned having lots of crushes, being a very little flirty devil. And if you're like, oh my God, I'm a Venus with house flirting, it's like, get flirting, baby, because you can, you have the natural gift. And maybe you've been flirting, not even realizing it too. I also, this was just my thought of like, because I know we're mentioning like a ton of creative jobs. And I think this could be maybe someone that is like, maybe even natural, like sommelier or a curator, someone that is also like, not only just making, but can recognize good art and good stuff and good flavors and all that kind of stuff. Hell yeah. Yep. And Mars, I think this is, you know, natural tendency. Mars is always going to feel restless. And I think this is going to be restless if you're not being creative, uh, maybe even competitively creative. And I'm right now I'm dating a fifth house stellium person too. So I was like, it's, you know what you're like, it's so interesting trying to like, don't include the person, like don't make it too personal, but it has given me a lot of interesting insight. And I love what I love about fifth house Mars people, especially is that I think they're also just fueled by good art, by what their peers are making, by a good movie, by this, like your spark of creativity is like not going to put out their fire. Like it's just going to like want to make them do it too. Uh, again, on high end, if you have aspects that you're like, what? No, like if someone makes something, I feel like I can never make anything because they already made it. It's like, let's, we can work through that. Like that's just, again, awareness is like the first step in all this stuff beyond astrology, just in like life. And um, com also said there's a deep desire to be a creative individual. So it can come off, like we mentioned before, a little selfish. Um, and that's okay. Like again, like we need to have, we need to be selfish for ourselves. I just think just be cautious of like hurting people's feelings, I guess, because it's great. We can all do it. We're all, there's room for us all. But um, yeah, that's, that's the Mars. This Uh, seems like one that could be a, like, um, it could come off as like self-indulgent or like self-involved like oh always try- not like one-upping but always trying to share something that they're working on or whatever mm. where it's like can't you just let me tell you about my thing but also because um this also seems like a placement that would thrive really well with positive reinforcement like this is definitely someone that needs to be encouraged in a positive way not criticized and not to say that you can't ever do it but that to me is like they're going to be like oh but from the recognition be really driven in that way you should probably start with a compliment and then give the critique (laughs) Mm -hmm. the book mentions that they are um well very uh disciplined Mm. which i think i think like i I don't know pablo that much but like i'm trying to think of like stuff that we've attributed to maybe him being more virgo oh it's like oh well it's it's actually also this fifth house mars stuff and that it's um, a good placement for uh, people who use tools. So they use athletes and like sculptors as the um, as the examples. But I never really thought of athletes as using tools, but they do. Like, mm-hmm. and it's they, an, use, they have like a and it's a art ball or yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. No, it's it's interesting because I, I agree. Like, there was a lot of things that I attributed to like Virgo qualities, but then I'm like, oh, like. 
even first dating, like I'm such a like Venus Taurus person where it'd be like, hey, like what are you like first dating? Like let's sleep over is like I'm writing tonight, but tomorrow that's when we can fully immerse in love. And I'm like, what do you mean? Can't you just do both? Why can't I sit next to you quietly while you write? And it's like, no, like I just know like and I'm like all right boundaries okay I get this and also motivated me because I was like fuck I should this is like I this is inspirational to me to like put that hard boundary of like I need to go do this like and if I say it too I'm probably gonna also more do this again I'm very secretive of with like creating trying to break through so yeah I think that fifth house when you want to be a star you're gonna discipline you can't We've seen loose celebrities and we've seen those disciplined celebrities and who's sweeping the Oscars, honey. Those ones that, Mm -hmm. again, better early, memorize your lines, eye mask on the daily. So Jupiter, again, Jupiter's big. I think this is going to be like unbounded love, unbounded creativity, cup runneth over in terms of options, romance, ideas, all that, like so much you can maybe even feel overbooked, overworked, overstimulated. Um, and also too, I think since you can share on this opposite end, I think Mars can be a bit of like a, you know, it can have rules when Mars wants to have rules. It depends what rules they're making for themselves. It's like today's no rules or today's only rules. But I think too, I think you're going to need some of that when we get to Saturn, some of that time away because you can share. So I think just remember that sometimes you have to maybe step away from all that abundance and all that creative and all that romance to like check in of like what you want. And to, I think this could be interesting to maybe make like a big series too. Like maybe you have an ongoing portrait series, maybe you have like something that's like building rather than like, I made this one thing. I think there could be opportunity to like gr- keep building on whatever art or whatever creative practice you have. And again, like, you know, if you are interested in kids, this could maybe be someone that has a lot of kids. A lot yeah. of kids or like luck. Um, fortune from from kids in some way, Ooh. whether you're like a child uh, child author or child something, or Ooh, I, I think, think also teacher I, energy. I gotta watch that child get, star HBO uh, doc that just came out too. Seems interesting. I get party planner vibe, hospitality major vibe. Ooh. <laughs> like the fun recreation, but you know, uh, big. Yes. Hell yeah. And for others, like, I think this is maybe going to be a natural more sharer because, Mm -hmm. again, Jupiter, you can't really be that big without others in this regard. So I think this is going to want to not be as, like, a me, me, me. Like, it's still me, but, like, ooh, look how much me I get if I give this or have that. Um, Saturn, this is definitely going to be someone who wants to be the master of their craft. You're going to put a lot of work, time, effort, discipline, scheduling, classes, you name it, just to make sure that you know everything about whatever art you're going into. Like, if you want to be a master calligrapher, it's like 24-7 watching documentaries, we're doing this. I could see this also, this is just very random. I could see this being someone really good at miniatures, which I feel like is a very, like, very cool thing that many people aren't that aware of. Look up miniatures or, or watch Hereditary. And a person that has this placement, which I thought was so perfect, is was Bruce Lee, which is like, I mean, come on. Like, it's the master of mm-hmm. martial arts. This beauty, art, and discipline. Like, you couldn't be Bruce Lee without that fucking discipline. And I think that's awesome. Like, this is like, you can get this shit done, which is fucking, like, as we all know in the artist struggle, that's, like, the hardest part is, like, like 
there's some sweet I saw that's like, yeah, I'm a writer. Yeah, I don't write. We exist. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, exactly. I relate. And um, I think the only like maybe like remediation or idea is just to remember to maybe schedule some free association time, some time where you just channel, some time where you aren't, you know, being critiquing yourself, just letting things be messy or make mistakes. But like, again, on your very scheduled time. Mm-hmm. The book mentions that they are often attracted to older people. Oh, that makes sense. That's and like feelings. I'm relating to all of this to thinking about having Aquarius as the cusp, which would be Saturn traditionally and Uranus as like rulership, mm-hmm. and all of that makes total sense. Nice. And then Uranus, Uranus. the wa- the wacky cousin, comes through at Peruge, and of course, it's gonna want to take on all of these arenas of life with a different bent. I think romances might be a little all over the board. Maybe you have stretches of serious relationships, then flings, then maybe you get married, then maybe you open your marriage, and then maybe you do, like, it's not going to be a straight path. And I think it's, if Uranus is in the house, imagine that path is winding and not straight every for everything. And I think, too, if maybe you've been aching or looking for an artistic practice, but drawing or painting or things that are traditional haven't been, clicking for you i would try to just channel uranus and maybe think of something that isn't as obvious maybe that's glass blowing maybe it's microblading i think that's an art in itself like we need more good microbladers out there so i think just thinking of like what do i like okay now what's like a, like the opposite or same version of that if it's not if just drawing and painting aren't working for me and which are great mediums but they're like what you think of when you think of art firsthand the oh, yeah. book mentions that their kids might be unusually gifted. It's like Ooh. kind of a struggle. They might have to, uh, you know, wrangle that. Baby geniuses. Mm-hmm. Je- oh, yeah. Jeopardy. Kids Jeopardy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Neptune. I think this is just like a magical place for Neptune to be. Again, like I feel like Neptune. Justin Bobby. Been thinking a lot about Justin Bobby and everyone's been talking, you know, we've been talking about his Pisces on our Instagram and Audrina is a Taurus, and everyone's like, how did she not stand up to this Pisces man? And as a Taurus, who's fucked many Pisces, who've been they're the king of fuckboys. It's because Neptune presents as Venus. I'm convinced. Neptune presents as Venus, and then the fucking spear comes in and goes, goodbye. <laughs> like, just kidding. I'm going to, like, float away. So anyways, I think that's – I think Neptune is, like, a powerful, magical place. I think, too, like Uranus – in a lot of ways, if you just sit down to work and it's desk time, that might not be uh, that might be stifling for your creativity. I think you might need to like move or experience or um, again kind of remove yourself from this is what art making looks like because I think that can be uh, a lot of pressure sometimes. I was talking to Pablo about this. Like I, you know, in a pre-pandemic world, I'm a big. I like working at a coffee shop. I love the time restriction. I love that my battery life is this long. I have until I pee. Like, I get it done. And I know for some people, they're like, no, I just bring my laptop and I end up like, I, like that making that time limit doesn't do anything for me. It just makes me like not do anything even stronger. And I think I could see that being a natural um, reaction maybe for a Neptunian fifth house person. Um yeah, I think, again, too, like Neptune can idolize a lot of things, too. So maybe getting lost in the ideas or the thoughts of creation or this rather than just kind of putting it to practice. Again, there's so much – you have so much ideas like Jupiter. Like, you can make so much. I think just finding your method of your madness is going to be the journey for that. 
It's interesting. Oh, yeah. my, my time restriction is all, like, in my head. Oh. Like, it doesn't really necessarily matter where I am, but I have to be like, nope, it's an hour or whatever, you know? Whoa. I mean, mine's so physical with Scorpio. I'm like, my battery will die. I can't hold my peony longer. I don't trust anyone to watch my laptop. So, like, this is, like, this is, like, uh, you know, I, I pulled the, tr- like, the grenade thing and it's, like, and once that's over, it's, like, you better have something to show from it. Anything. Pluto. And speaking of Pluto, so I have this position. At least I think you do too, because I'm now I look at your guys' charts, even when we're not podcasting. I'm just like, oh, there they are. Mm-hmm. What are they? Do I, what I don't have charts anything doing? in the fifth. I think I think you had Pluto there. Am I tripping? No, oh, you're it's six. In the six. Oh my god, JK. I was projected. Um, so anywho, so the fifth house, Pluto. So I was talking with my astrology school, and I might have mentioned this before that they were like we were doing like a little self reads for each other. And someone, I was like, I think I, I, I asked like about being a people pleaser, again, 11th house stellium. And someone's like, oh, well, also when you're people pleasing, you're not always like leaning into the pleasure of yourself. And Pluto in the fifth house can feel like you have to have a reason for pleasure or fun. Again, mm-hmm. like Pluto, Scorpionic can be very like, I did my chores. So now I get to have pleasure and now I get to do whatever. And I don't think it, um, I think there could be that natural feeling of I need to feel productive to have pleasure. And if everyone's like, wait, I relate to that. It's like, yes, also welcome to capitalism and the gig economy. Um, sorry, sorry. But I think too, on the flip side, it can also represent a relentless dedication or even obsession with some of the things that you're creating. And obviously Pluto, you know, Scorpio, traditionally Mars, the competitiveness, that Marsiness, I think that's there. I It took me a long time to unlearn this next thing I'll say. And it didn't help that I had a ex who kind of fueled that same feelings it's like when someone would get something I'd be like Ugh. like I was very jealous and like I was like Ugh. so I think this is just a reminder for all there's room like when you succeed when your friend succeeds you succeed there's room like for all of us to do like yeah there's a billion astrologers what seems like right now but they're all offering something different and like you might want one this type of reading from this person and this from that so I think it's just a reminder that like the obsessive and the relentlessness can be really good but it doesn't have to be like a punishment uh, to yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Self read. Self read. Also for myself. No, I love that. <laughs> and that's it. Anything? Baby. Anything to add from the idiots? Yeah. What no, does dumbasses really. have to say? It, it's kind of the same. It, it it mentions that you're strong-willed and, um, you know, loving, giving, and magnetic, which I think is nice. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Oh yeah. Well, you know, again, too, Pluto like is. It's a sour a patch power. kid. It's like it's first power. they're sour, then they're sweet, or maybe it's... they're sweet and then they're sour. Like either way, patch. Mm-hmm. either way, a magnet's pulling. It can be bad or good, whatever it's pulling in, but it's got the it's got the draw. So mm-hmm. I love it. I love the fifth house, and I do too. I this mean, was it's a fun one. It's a good check in too because I think sometimes, and we talked a little bit off pod about like right now we live in such a like. Uh, not secretive but just a weird like what is going on time and I think the fifth house is one that we for me I like never look to explain it's just like oh it's just creation and it's just making stuff and it's like yeah we all like want to be artists right it's like which is not necessarily true and I think this is like a good check-in because I think creating can apply to artistic practices and non-artistic practices like what do you want to make that's for you and how do you want to shine out what do you want to see what do you want to be like not not necessarily known for, but no, I, I don't think even it think is. it's like, that. What do you, it's just what, what is what is what is 
wanting to come out of you and shine out into the world. Mm-hmm. And I so, think too, with all the isolation and stuff, I think we, for a lot of creative projects and like, um, I think we do like, like naturally I think people are thinking about who is this for and how am I, mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like the artistic process happens isolated most of the yeah. time. Yeah. So Hell it's yeah. like, this is the time to, to do, do it. it. Mm-hmm. Well, let your lights shine, baby. Yeah. We need it in the world. It's a dark place and we'd like to see you. Put your yeah. heart out there. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to What's Your Sign. Please rate us five stars and subscribe on iTunes or whatever podcast platform you use. If you like what you heard, please support us on Patreon. You can also find us online on Instagram at What's Your Sign Podcast or on Twitter at What's YR sign underscore pod. You can also like our fan page on Facebook and join our friendship group. Questions, comments, concerns, or to book a commission chart reading, you can email us at what's your sign podcast at gmail.com. Thank you so much for listening. Bye. What's your sign?